Well, good morning again. If you're just tuning in, uh, hope you've had a great sleep in. And welcome to Monty Community Church. Our purpose for existence, our purpose for being here in this community is that we would give everyone in this church and in our wider communities, in our homes and in our uh, workplaces and in our schools and in our universities, in our sporting clubs, we would give the opportunity for people to know Jesus and to follow him. We want to be a, continue to be a church who unashamedly just declares the truth of God's word, to see people saved into an eternal relationship with God, to see people deepen their understanding of who God is and what he's done for them and be strengthened in their trust in him through all of life's circumstances. And, and in order to achieve that purpose, we have these four priorities that we, we see as a, as a way to practically move towards our purpose. And, and those four, if you, if you, I've been reminded during the week, not everyone can remember them, but they're four B's. Bless, belong, believe, and become. We, we want to be a blessing to one another. We, we want to be a blessing to our community. We want to be able to be, be generous people. We want to provide to the needs of our community. Both all spiritual needs, physical needs, emotional needs. We want to be a, a place that is known for, 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 for being uh, accepting of, of everyone. We don't show favouritism where people feel like they can come and they belong here. We want to see people believe in Jesus Christ as their Saviour and Lord. And we want to see people become more Christ-like, using their, their spiritual gifts to, to build up the church and growing the kingdom. And for the last three years, we've been teaching through these priorities and we've been trying to implement them into the church life. And we're sort of coming to the end now of, of that time. And this is really the last sort of phrase we're looking at of our priorities of growing the kingdom. And over the next seven weeks, we'll look at responsibilities and the joys and the challenges for us and the church but this morning, really, for the foundation, for the beginning of looking at growing the kingdom, we first must look at what does God promise he will do? And as I thought about that, I, I really can't sum it up any better than what Jesus says, what his plan is for growing the kingdom. And he says to his disciples in Matthew sixteen eighteen, five words, I will build my church. I will build my church. You notice that those words there aren't talking about you or me or his disciples, how wonderful you have to be able to speak to see the growing of the kingdom. It's not about how well you have to look and dress to see the growing of the kingdom. Jesus promises, my plan is I will grow the kingdom. I will build 
my church. We are, our reference, we're referenced into the last word, church. That's us. And we're referenced as belonging to Jesus. And his promise is, I will build my church. This is a picture of the Milky Way galaxy taken by compilation of shots from the NASA uh, Hubble telescope. And it is an amazing picture. There's quite a number of different pictures you can see uh, on Google. You can look up the Milky Way galaxy and you see a lot of images that look very similar to this one. The Milky Way galaxy is the place where we live. It's approximately 100,000 light years across. Light travels, if you didn't know, at around 300,000 kilometres per, not hour, per second. And that's a hundred thousand light years. You gotta times three hundred thousand by sixty to get to a minute, and then times it by sixty again to get to the hour, and times it by twenty-four to get to the day, and then times it by three sixty-five to try to work out what one light year is. It's a big number. We were discussing it during the week at the dinner table and well, Ava had a quick idea when we were discussing how fast light will travel. Well, let's just turn the dining room light off and flick it back on, see how long it takes to hit the table. She thought it was around a second. But we know that it only takes... I'm sorry, it, it, it takes 8 minutes and 20 seconds for the sunlight to hit Earth. Sometimes it feels like it's taking a bit longer to reach Melbourne. But it takes about 8 minutes and 20 seconds for the sunlight to hit Earth. We are a long, long way away from the sun. Around 150 million kilometres. And if you would take light and and start it off from from, uh, Montmorency and kick it off around the world and give it one second... It wouldn't just travel around once in one second, but it would travel around the earth seven and a half times in one second. Such is the speed of light. And this huge number of how big the light year, 100,000 light years across our galaxy. As you step out into the universe, you soon discover that while we think the five kilometre rule might be useless in such a time as the one we find ourselves in, that's debatable. But I can tell you the five kilometre rule is very useless when you step out into the universe. We need to have huge measurements like the light year to grasp anything of the distance we're covering once we, had, once we head out there. Even the light year I've, I've been reading is, is getting too small. 
as we discover more and more of the, of the known universe. There is now the, the parsec, 3.26 light years, the kiloparsec, a thousand parsecs, the megaparsec, one million parsec. But I'm going to stick to the light year this morning. As I said, the Milky Galaxy, Milky, Milky, Milky Way Galaxy. You've got to think about the chocolate bar. That's how I've got to try to remember it, the Milky Way. The Milky Way Galaxy is 100,000 light years across. It contains 200 to 400 billion, not thousand, Sam, or millions, billion stars, depending on the experts, which I'm not one. So we'll go with 300. We'll hit in the middle and say the Milky Way Galaxy has 300 billion stars. And that yellow thing in the middle, that's not the sun. That's not where we live. In fact, this is about where we live in the Milky Way Galaxy. It is where our solar system sits in space. Planets are spinning around the sun in that small area. The sun is one of the billions of stars in this galaxy. You can't try to zoom in on that space in the galaxy to see our solar system. Because to see our solar system in that Milky Way galaxy, in that vast space, I was reading would be similar to getting in a, a, an aircraft and flying out probably beyond the atmosphere to see a picture of Australia, the country Australia. And taking this 20 cent coin, which Devon so generously donated, did I tell you? I'm not giving it back. <clears throat> taking this 20 cent coin and placing it somewhere in Australia and telling you to see it from the sky. It's no wonder Psalmist said in 19, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. And as we read this morning, I want to go back to it in Isaiah 40. And verse 12 says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand, he's marked off the heavens. And it's not trying to describe to us the size of God in a sense that we can work out exactly how big God is because of the breadth of his hand and, and, and the universe and we can work out how many galaxies can fit on the body of God. No, that is not the point here. The point is you cannot imagine how big God is. And he marks off a 100,000 light years of Milky Way galaxy in the width of his hand and galaxies and galaxies across the universe. In verse 25 says, To whom will you compare me? 
Who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift your eyes up to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Billions of stars, billions of galaxies, and he calls each one by name. Uh, You can sense that I'm feeling speechless and I've sat this week in my backyard feeling speechless. So think about the enormity of who God is. And the amount of times I've lost the, the grasp of how great and huge he is. Beyond my imagination, the, the words that can come out of my mouth cannot even nearly describe his greatness. Colossians 1.17 says, In him, speaking about Jesus, in him... All things hold together. We live in a minor arm of one of billions of galaxies. We live in a minor arm called the Orion. It's where you'll find our solar system and a bunch of these spheres spinning around and rotating around the sun. And it's all hanging up in space. And everything is in its place because of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus says, I will build my church, I I don't question that. I got no fear about that. I don't doubt that. I believe that. Jesus will build his church and there's no government that can stop it. They can bring in rules and laws about not having any Bibles in the country, not having churches in the country. We're going to push God right out of this place. But let me tell you, it doesn't work. It's never worked in 2000 years. Jesus said he will build his church and it will happen and people will die for the gospel. But people will experience forgiveness of their sins and new life in Jesus Christ. And there's no illness, there's no war, there's no famine, there's no disease, no political party, nor the gates of Hades, as it says. Nothing will stop Jesus from building his church. But that's not the bit that just blows me away. What blows me away is that his plan in building his church is to use you and me. His plan for building his church is to use you and me. 
And he chose this plan and he, he, he had this group of followers that he spoke to in Matthew 16. They're not highly educated. They're not amazing, greatly talented people. But they're committed to the plan. They're committed to the plan. And 2,000 years on is that that plan hasn't stopped. Jesus is building his church. And in a world of somewhere around 6, 7 billion people, there's approximately around 2 billion people that call Jesus Christ their Lord and Saviour who are alive today. Jesus said it, I will build my church and he has done it and he is doing it today and he will continue to do it until he comes again. And I thought, well, you know what, God could just, couldn't he just have appeared in, in people's lives like he did to the Apostle Paul? And conversion could have happened that way. Couldn't he have just had miraculous dreams at some point in people's lives where they just had that dream and then they decided to follow Jesus and accept him as their saviour? But that's not the plan. God has, God's plan is to choose you and me. People that have experienced his grace and his forgiveness. Who have experienced new life in Jesus. And he wants us to tell others about it. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go, Jesus said to his disciples, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this is God's plan. He will build his church. He will forgive sins. He will save souls. He will give new life. He will change the way people think and change the way that they live. And a part of that plan is for you and I to tell others about what he's done in us through what we do and what we say. As I said earlier, over the next six or so weeks, well, yeah, including today it's seven weeks, but over the next six weeks to come, we, we will look at the responsibilities. When we're talking about growing the kingdom, the responsibilities and the, the challenges and the joys for, for growing the kingdom for the church and for the individual. But this morning, it's all about God's plan and what God promises. And I don't know about you this morning, but I tell you, I want in on this plan. I know I've spent enough of my days and I'm 40 in a few weeks. I've spent enough of my days waking up and going about doing my own plan. I've got my own thing to do. But I know that when I face my God... I want to be examined and seen as one who lived to the plan that he has in place for me. 
I don't want to be in front of my God making excuses that I was, I was really busy. I had so many things to do with this and that and I was nice sometimes and I went to church every week though and but I had my own plan. My desire is that I want to live every day to the plan God has in place. I wake up now and I tell God, oh, today is another day. I'm alive and I want to live to your plan. I want to live to your plan. I don't want any other plan for my life except the one that you have in place. That is to use me just to tell people about Jesus. And I pray, Lord, give me the courage, give me the boldness when that time comes, not just to say a little nervous giggle and, and oh, nothing happened or oh, I didn't do anything on the weekend or oh, I feel like this because Collingwood won, which they didn't. Give me the boldness and the courage just to say the truth. Jesus is alive in me, he has given me new life. It's been my experience that waking up with that attitude and going to my business and going to my job now where I'm at and people see something different. Why you don't speak like everyone else? Why... Don't you do this or you do that? Why are you continually happy in these circumstances? And the opportunity has come time and time again where I can say it's Jesus Christ. And I've said so plainly to people, it's Jesus Christ. He's changed me. He's, he's changing me continually. He's given me new life. He's forgiven me of my sins. I have a relationship with my creator. He's awesome. It has brought about all sorts of circumstances. Some people have grabbed their coffee and gone off when I was in the city and some people stop and want to talk for five minutes because of their life circumstances. In my job now, I've had some couple of amazing conversations in recent weeks. Uh, one conversation, I just got going and we just got talking and there was so much interest. And so much, you could send, I could just sense God working in this bloke's heart. He was so interested in what I believed about Jesus Christ and who he is. I had to get asked to come back into the kitchen because we were like half an hour, you know, we were in the office talking. Are you in on God's plan? Are you in on the plan God has. I tell you, the disciples who were there in Matthew 16, they were in on the plan. You see in Acts 2, and there they are, they're, they're waiting for the arrival of the Holy Spirit like Jesus had told them to. And in comes this, this uh, violent wind and the, the what looks like Tongues of fire hanging over their head. 
And the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon them and, and God's plan is at work. He is building his church and he's using his people to do it. So you see, Peter, he didn't ask Peter to go and save them. He didn't ask Peter to give them new life. That's everything he will do. Preach the gospel. Preach the truth of who Jesus is, what he has done for them. And Peter did that. The Jews, it says, were bewildered. As they spoke in tongues that, 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 that of all the languages, that the, the, of all the Jews that were from all around the world that were gathered there, and they spoke the truth of who Jesus is, in all these languages the Jews were bewildered. They were utterly amazed, it says, perplexed and amazed. And with this frame of mind, Peter kicks off with this message to the Jews and it cuts to their heart. And Jesus is building his church and his plan is to use you and me just tell the good news about who Jesus is. What do we do, they said to Peter. Repent. Be baptised. In the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins. Receive the Holy Spirit. And that day, God gives a kickstart to the church he's building of about 3,000 people. Friends, the plan hasn't changed. Jesus' plan and, and promise that I will build my church hasn't changed. In 2,000 years, we're here we are, 2020. And his plan to use you and me to do it, hasn't changed. But the question is, are you in on the plan? Are you in on the plan that the creator of the universe has in place? My Lord and God, we can marvel for day upon day about your greatness and your awesome power when we consider creation. And we are humbled to think that Jesus Christ would come from heaven and die in our place for our sins. What an awesome privilege it is to belong to you. Give us the boldness and the courage to share this good news with everyone around us, to be mindful of the opportunities we have and to take them and, uh, and to share the good news of salvation. Burden our hearts to be in on the plan you have for this life, that it would be real for us day after day, we give you thanks and all the praise and all the glory.
In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.